Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Hi, and welcome to Influence Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, the leading and award-winning influence marketing agency for fashion, home, and beauty brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer behavior in the digital age, and of course, all things influence marketing in right around 15 minutes. I am your host, Frida Ekholm, and today I am delighted to be joined by Ail Marielle, commercial lead at Selby a second-hand platform that was founded in 2014. Selpi is among the first of its kind and now has offices across several locations with over 500 employees and growing and with H&M as a majority stakeholder. During this episode, we will delve into the evolution of Selpi's marketing strategy and the second-hand market. We will also cover how Selpi has adapted to stay relevant to changes in consumer behavior since the start in 2014 and how they have handled the exploding competition. Before we jump into the questions I have, Alma, can you start by introducing our listeners to who you are and what you do at Selpi? Yes, so my name is Alma and I've actually been working with e-commerce for about eight years now. I'm originally from Finland uh, and today I'm working as the commercial lead for the Nordics at Selpi. Uh, so this basically means that I'm responsible for the sales, customer acquisition, customer offer and marketing in Sweden, Finland and Denmark. That sounds like an amazing role. It's actually a lot of fun, I have to tell you. Yeah, and I'm so happy to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So moving on to the first question, Selpi was founded in 2014 and a lot has happened since. 
What would you say is the biggest change in consumer behavior that you see in the secondhand industry? Yes, a lot has happened since 2014, uh, both in the industry and, of course, at Selfie as well. Uh, if we just look at the industry in general, I would say that secondhand already has become, but also continues to become more of a mainstream segment within fashion. And, of course, a first-hand choice for very many. Uh, we can see that topics like thrifting and upcycling are trending on TikTok, and especially within the Gen Z audience um, at Selfie. Our target audience is women. Uh, between 18 to 45, I would say. And we can actually see that the interest for secondhand is really growing within this segment as well. Uh, we actually conducted a consumer survey uh, this year. It's called the Selfie Circular Fashion Report, and we just launched it in April, so it's quite new still. And for this survey, we asked 1,000 Swedish consumers about their habits and opinions about secondhand, and we could actually identify some very interesting trends there. So, for example... Almost 23% of the people who answered said that they buy new clothes every month. That's quite often. But yeah, at the same time, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. But at the same time, 82% of those same respondents uh, said that they consider secondhand clothing to be more socially acceptable than what it was just five years ago. So we can really see that there is a big shift in attitudes. And I believe that this is also something that will uh, affect the consumer behavior in the long run as well. Yeah, definitely. I would say like secondhand, like moving a few years back, it wasn't very cool, but now it's like super cool. Yeah, it's yeah. even more cool than newly produced oftentimes. So, I mean, at, at least for me personally, like if someone asks me like, where did you get that from? It's always more fun to say like, oh, it's vintage or I got it from selfie because it kind of like feels a bit more unique that way. So there's definitely a big change in attitudes. Yeah, definitely, because that's mostly something that not everyone can get their hands on. Like, you have exactly. a nice shirt, but yeah, exactly. it's only me that has it. <laughs> exactly. So, as the secondhand market has exploded, and today there are endless of options to sell clothes via different marketplaces, of course, you have competitors. How do you get people to choose Selfie? Yeah, I mean, secondhand segment is definitely growing. And of course, it's very fun to see. I think that's just great for us all. Uh, I would actually circle back to the circular fashion report again, because that really showed us that one of the biggest hurdles connected to secondhand is that consumers kind of experience that it's difficult to find items that would suit their personal ties, uh, taste, uh, style or size. So, in fact, around 35% of the respondents in the survey said that not finding the right style or the right size is the number one reason for not choosing secondhand for them. So, at Selfie, we actually have over 2 million items in our active assortment. So, wow. I mean, there is a very good chance that we just should have the thing that you're looking for. But of course, it might it might be hard to find. Uh, so as we know that this is something that, are, that consumers are struggling with, um, it's very crucial for us at Selby to really like inspire our customers, but also to continue to be the convenient choice. So basically just make it easy for our customers to find the right pieces for them. And of course, for us, it's all about making secondhand shopping as easy and fun, if not even more easy and fun, than shopping newly produced items. And of course, with this in mind, um, I mean, the fact that the competition will probably be growing even more uh, in the upcoming years, we of course also want to kind of like continue developing our digital infrastructure first and foremost, even more. And I mean, our, our goal is to really be able to like 
guide our customers through their shopping journeys. So make sure that we are uh, holding them their, them by their hands, basically, throughout the whole journey. Yeah, I think that is great, actually, because I think a lot of brands are missing out on the opportunity to inspire and make like the shopping experience easy. Because mm-hmm. if you just come to a website and there's, yeah, two million uh, pieces of clothing, how would I know what I want if I don't come there like, okay, I need a pair of jeans. Exactly. So yeah, I, I think, think inspiration is very important. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's like a big hurdle for all of us to kind of solve together as well. But yes, more inspiration for everyone. I think that's the key. Yeah. And you are great at it, actually. Oh, that's fun to hear. Thank you. And when we talk about the secondhand market developed a lot since 2014, marketing has also changed a lot. Um, I'm thinking of changed consumer behavior with new social media platforms and also the more crowded secondhand market. In what ways have your marketing efforts changed? I mean, a lot has happened both in marketing and in the secondhand industry since since 2014. It starts feeling like a lifetime ago when you actually think about it. I would say that influencer marketing and marketing on social media platforms have always been important parts uh, of self-based channel mix and they continue to do so even today. Uh, what's actually really fun with Selfie is that our product is quite unique. Uh, and I mean, we are in many ways doing something that no one's ever done before. And that, I mean, that's, of course, a challenge, but that also really gives us opportunities to try and test new things. Uh, so we are actually usually quite early to test out the new platforms, uh, but we usually do that like on a smaller scale just to see if there is potential to scale up. And I mean, when it comes to the platforms, I would actually say that the major change in general has been like the rise of micro profiles, basically, in social media. So today, almost everyone who has a social media account can be your brand ambassador. Uh, So it has become even more crucial to like really make sure that your customers are like truly happy because like, I mean, word of mouth is stronger than one might think. Yeah, definitely. It's like word of mouth. It all starts with like a friend, your friends or your family. And then it goes up to, you know, maybe nano or micro influencers. And then it goes up to the bigger influencers. So, yeah, I agree. It's super crucial. And we at Cure Media also work with micro influencers just because they have a very high engagement and trust with their audience just because they are a bit smaller and often more niched. Exactly. And you kind of like feel that like that's your community. Those are almost like your digital friends somehow. So I mean, of course, there's another type of credibility to those those profiles as well. Yeah. And you said we talked about it in the intro that you have 500 employees and, and counting. You're growing a lot and entering new markets. And the latest is France. Am I right? Yes, you are right. Uh, We are growing very fastly. So that's super, super fun. And it's always kind of like a milestone for us to launch a new market as well. Yeah, I understand. So considering the high competition, what are your key success factors within marketing for when launching on new markets where you have like no preference or no awareness? Yeah, I mean, I would say that it, of course, depends quite a lot on the market and what kinds of trends we can identify there. But I would say that Selby is, first and foremost, a convenience service. And I mean, we are quite unique in that sense as well. And I think that this means that we 
we really need to kind of like explain our service uh, to the consumer. Uh, we need to explain why Selfie is so easy to use and why it's so fun to use Selfie. Uh, so we really want to show that everyone can give the items that they no longer use a second chance to be used again. And I mean, we are an e-commerce. So of course, the marketing strategy when launching new markets uh, contains the usual suspects, I would say, within digital marketing. And I mean, I don't want to give away too much, uh, but I could say that social media and influencer marketing have always been important parts of our channel mix, and especially when launching new markets. Um, I do believe that collaborating with local profiles uh, gives credibility to us as a brand, uh, but also kind of like a sense of safety. And of course, it's also like a very natural way of just explaining our service in a very relatable way. So I would say that the key in all of our marketing efforts when launching new markets is to really make sure that people are getting our USPs and understanding them and that to make sure that we are like really in the channels that where our customers are spending their time anyways. Yeah, I think the last thing you said is also so important and so easy mm -hmm. to forget for many brands, like be where your audience spends their time. Exactly. It's not it's not rocket science, but it's difficult. For sure not. I mean, it's not <laughs> rocket science, but you kind of need to like know your audience and kind of like be there with your audience to really understand what makes what makes them engaged. So I mean, it's Definitely. not rocket science, but not everyone can do that either. <laughs> That's true. That's so true. So. I think it's time for some trend spotting. We're moving close to the summer and now a lot of like trend reports are talking the fall already. And the runway for fall is already here. But looking at the future of secondhand and circular fashion, what do you think we will see more of and what do you think we will see less of? Mm -hmm. A very good question, actually. I mean, I think that secondhand and circular fashion will continue to become more and more of a mainstream option and probably even new circular business ideas will arise. I think repurposing and repairing uh, will increase in popularity uh, and maybe this could also be something something that consumers are expecting as like kind of like additional services uh, straight from the brands or even from the retailers. And I also believe that consumers in general will actually expect more and more uh, of their shopping experience, not only when it comes to newly produced items, but also when it comes to secondhand. And I mean, I think that AI, for example, different digital solutions will be game changers in this sense. So basically just making sure that the customer experience is where it needs to be would probably be the future trend spotting from my part. What we'll see less of, hopefully we'll see less of kind of like careless consumption. Maybe people will be a bit more conscious about their choices and really try and make sure that they're using the clothes that they're sh shopping or at least giving them a second chance to be worn again. Yeah, definitely. That's some great trends. Thank you so much, Alma, for guesting this episode and sharing your expertise and knowledge from your report to us. It was so fun having you here. It was super fun being here. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. This brings us to the end of another episode of Influence Marketing Talks. If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, influencer marketing content and what's up on the consumer marketing scene, make sure you follow us on our platforms at Cure Media. To not miss another episode of this podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button. <laughs>